Hey, it's Nick from the Nick Smith Podcast. Uh, this week's episode, we are waiting on the Lord. And so what does that mean? How do you do that? What is the benefit of that? Um, join us because we're going to give you some real life stuff. We're going to connect you to living truth in a way that hopefully hits home. So uh, let's get it. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or join our inner circle through patreon.com. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith. Sorry, <laughs> I was doing my facial warm-up. It's all right. Sometimes you got to do it. Me, 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 Lemon, liniment, linoleum. Got it. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Using that degree. I love that. Um, hey, welcome to the show. Uh, have a seat. Get a cup of coffee. You know, whatever you're doing, drive. Or Nick. if you're driving, just keep doing that. Do not do anything Do else. not have a seat if you're driving. No. You should sit. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Uh, so first off, before we get into today's topic, we just want to say, what's up, Inner Circle? How y'all doing? Hope you guys are enjoying that uh, coloring book. All those who ordered it, thank you so much. If you don't know what we're talking about, we have a coloring book, y'all. And it's for grown folks. I did have somebody comment. They didn't look at it. They just saw that there was a coloring book. And they're like, this should be in every kid's classroom. And I'm like, eh, maybe not. Uh, probably not. Not so much. Prob- and not, not because it has anything inappropriate in it's it. It's a little snarky. But though. the subtitle of it, well, first of all, it's called Real Life Thoughts. Things to color and not say. Mm-hmm. And so that's important. Um, what? No, just getting on oh, my page. Yeah. Um, things to color and not say. The reason it says that is because it's thoughts mm-hmm. that adults have sometimes when we're dealing with, you know, raising kids, working with difficult people, All encountering that. situations. People don't wave back at you on the road. It's <laughs> stuff that you say, like in your mind, where you're like, it's fine. Don't wave back. It's cool. I just. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so it's things that a little bit snarky or salty, but it, it, in no way is it meant to like, it's not specific to any person. No, and it's not inappropriate. But it's also things so. you probably wouldn't want to hear your like four year old repeating. You know exactly. what I mean? Like you probably just want to keep that. It's a stress reliever, which is what coloring has been known to do. It's help. Mm-hmm. It's helpful for people to process their thoughts. And so it's good for that. And it's good for a laugh. Like you have yeah. to laugh through situations in life. And that's what we've done in, in creating the coloring book through dif- difficult seasons of life. Mm-hmm. And so we hope that it will do that for you. But just know it's, it's definitely not something you want to give to an entire classroom of elementary school students. Just, just don't, do that. don't do that. Probably don't. All right. Well, let's jump into okay. uh, what we're talking about. And yep. uh, we're talking about waiting. Eating, waiting, waiting. Sometimes <laughs> my accent slips out, my California accent isms, and the things I'm trying to say don't sound right. Like waiting, like what am I saying? Waiting, waiting, w- waited, wait, waiting, waiting. Nobody says waiting. I say waiting all the no time. No one on the face of the planet says waiting, except for me. That's why I'm special. You're the weird one. <laughs> so waiting, waiting for those of us that. Speak proper English. Uh, waiting on out. the Lord. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, waiting on the Lord. Uh-huh. So this is a season, if I don't know when you're going to watch this, but we're releasing it in, during Advent before uh, Christmas kicks off. And Advent is a season of waiting. It's a season, season of anticipation. <laughs> my words are moving faster than my brain. <laughs> it's a seasoning of anticipation. Uh, and so during this time, uh, historically, the church has been waiting on the return of Christ, uh, celebrating the, those that were waiting for uh, the birth of Christ. And then it all culminates on Christmas morning where you light the Christ candle and you're like, oh, Jesus is here, but he's not. We're still waiting on him to come back. And so we thought it was appropriate during this season to, to highlight waiting because this is one of those things that just like we're not taught to suffer well in the Western church, 
we're not really taught to wait. Come on. Like we're taught to put on weight. Well, come on now, you know, the holidays coming. Um, but we're not taught to wait well and to be patient. And we teach our kids. We always ask them when they're being kind of grouchy and, um, impatient. We say, what is patience? It's waiting with a good attitude. Mm. Um, and we don't always demonstrate that the best, though, it's True, in our true. personal life. Well, because a lot of the things when you're talking about it from a child's perspective, um, a lot of the things that they get impatient about are quickly coming. Mm-hmm. But they're they're just so excited. And a lot of it, that childlike faith and that like that childish mentality is like, oh, I'm just so excited. I just can't wait anymore. Like there's a positivity behind their lack of yeah. patience. A lot of times for adults, because we've come through that season of, of like stars in our eyes about the world and we see things differently our impatience isn't always rooted in a positive like anticipation our impatience is rooted in sometimes entitlement or just a a negative um skeptical attitude or it's just rooted in i want what i want now i don't want to have to wait i don't want to have to go through the thing i've already paid the thing or i've already done the thing and so i should just have what i want right now like i just just give it to me yeah. And so I think it, that shows yeah. up so much in the drive through, like Oof. when you already paid and they tell you to pull forward, like, hold on, homie, I paid. I waited two and a half minutes like my food <laughs> should be ready. Well, but it's called fast food. Yeah, it needs to be faster is what I'm saying. If I can mm-hmm. listen to a whole song, the uh, fast food's taken too long. like that mm-hmm. sense of entitlement happens because we've been taught we've been discipled in this immediate gratification. Culture. Hurry, hurry. Yeah. Culture. And and this uh, take control. You can do it on your time, when you want, order from home, direct deliver, download now. Like you have all these opportunities to take control and have these immediate things happen Mm -hmm. that when you're dealing with things in the spiritual, when you're dealing with things of the Lord and he's like, chill, like relax. (laughs) Hold Um, on, hold on. It it feels so, it it feels unnatural. Yeah, because it it, it it is is. unnatural. It's supernatural. And Mm. if you think about even the example of um, the Israelites waiting on their Messiah, waiting on this coming king, we're talking about hundreds of years of yeah. silence when they were used to. I mean, you've got all of the prophets. Mm-hmm. You've got all of these words from the Lord where it's like, you know, I say unto you people, you know, comfort, comfort my people, comfort Israel. Or you've got God coming and saying, listen, you got to stop messing up yeah. because remember what happened. And all of the reminders of who he was and what he had done and these testimonies. And then you have what four hundred years? Four hundred years of silence. Of silence. Nothing. No prophets. No word from the Lord. Yeah. No, you know, spirit falling on the temple and people prophesying. You had none of that. And so when we're talking about patience and long suffering, come on. I think the Israelites have all of us like they're on a different level than than most of us. And um, I think it's important for us to to have that in perspective as Christians. Like, okay. When I'm talking about waiting for an answer, it's going to take me, it's going to take a week for paperwork to get processed, or it's going to take, you know, a month for this application to go through. It's a month or it's a week, but it feels like years and years and years. And we have to have that perspective of like, you know, one, like, let's, let's be real. I'm not waiting on my savior. I don't, I don't have to wait to wonder if he's coming. I, I know yeah. he's already come and he's already uh, made a home in my heart. Come on. Um, so there's, that's taken care of. I'm secure yeah. there, but then it's also like, okay, whatever I am waiting on as with the Israelites, what is God doing in the in-between? Mm. What is he trying to grow in me in the in-between? What is he creating a hunger inside of me for that wasn't there before? Yeah. And I think like, if you talk about things, we, we will make ourselves wait when we are fasting. And I, mm-hmm. I think the most, um, the most powerful example I've seen of that is people who do intermittent fasting. Yeah. 
Um, but people who won't be willing to fast, um, like in comparison to people who won't fast for spiritual reasons, you can make yourself delay eating for a period of time, but you don't tell me that you don't want to wait to get a phone call for them. (laughs) You can't wait when somebody else is making you wait. Yeah. You ain't going to do it. But when you're the one who is setting the parameters of how long you wait and I, and it's just human nature, we want to know the long term, but we also want to be able to have those like little, um, milestones along the way to help guide us when I think um well first before we continue if you know somebody that needs to hear this somebody that you know is has been waiting on something or anticipating something or has been impatient about something please share this with them um age appropriate because if your kid's just waiting on Christmas he they probably won't care but like (laughs) if there's somebody you know that needs to hear this please share it um well it's because well a couple things one waiting isn't fun like having to delay gratification in general isn't fun um, and even scripture speaks about that, about uh, hope deferred makes mm, heart sick, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then the question goes to, like, what is your hope in, right? Yeah. Because a hope deferred, like, when we're waiting, a lot of times the, the anticipation, we're waiting on an answer, we're waiting on a gift, we're waiting on a person, we're waiting on something, some tangible thing. So we put our hope in that thing, right? We're, we're waiting on, um, you know, test results or whatever it is, whatever you're waiting on right now. Um, it's so easy for us to put our hope in that thing. And then when that thing doesn't come out the way we've been hoping for, or if we don't get the answer we want, or if we, it doesn't happen at the timing we want, um, then that's a hope deferred, right? Our heart mm-hmm. becomes sick. We get discouraged and downtrodden and, and frustrated about waiting because I've been waiting and I thought this was going to happen and it didn't happen the way I wanted it to. And uh, it's because your hope was in the, the affirmation of what you wanted. Yeah. But what we have to really look at is um, what should your hope be in? Like mm-hmm. as believers, our hope should be ultimately in Christ and knowing the, the giver of the gift and not necessarily uh, putting our hope in the gift itself. And I think that changes everything. Looking at uh, parenting is such a, an easy example. It's low hanging fruit. It's always there. <laughs> and so um, looking at parenting, there's so many times where we have to teach and reteach our children like, hey, I said I'm going to do something or I'm going to give you an answer or, or I'm telling you no now, but do you trust me? Trust what I'm telling you. Trust that it's for your best. Trust that even if you don't like this, even if you're uncomfortable, even if um, this isn't going the way you want it to go, you have to trust me, mm-hmm. even if you don't trust the situation. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I mean, just this weekend, we were teaching and reteaching our children and um, I was saying like, hey, have we ever set you up for failure? Have we ever put you in a position where we put you in harm's way? Have we ever done anything that tells you that you can't trust us? Okay, if the answer is no, then you have to take that into consideration now yeah. when you want what you want. Yeah, and I think the key to that, remembering that, is relationship. Mm, that's good. Because yeah. when we are transactional with God, when we say, okay, God, I went to church, I tithed, I was nice to that lady who's always rolling her eyes at me, I, you know, I, I gave to the poor, I did this, 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 and this. Checked all the now boxes, what? God. Now what? That's where's a transaction. Where, where's the thing you promised me? Dámelo. When, Dámelo. If you read the promises of God, he's not transactional. He's relational and he's covenantal. And when we have that perspective of relationship and with our kids, it is easy because it's like, look, we're, re- we're literally related, like <laughs> blood related or adopted related, like whatever yeah. that is for you. You have the relationship as the foundation already. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't really get to choose that. Um, but it's a little bit easier to kind of establish, okay, there's a relationship here with the Lord. 
because we come into relationship with the Lord because he's been pursuing us from the beginning, but we have to enter into that relationship. We have to submit. We ha- we have to come That's into good. it. It's a completely new paradigm mm-hmm. to say, oh, I'm operating from relationship with you and what you give me is not based on what I've done. And the cross is the greatest example of that. Like yeah. I, I didn't do anything to deserve Jesus on the cross for me, yet here he is offering his free gift of love. And so that it's hard to break that habit of I did now I should receive or I, I accomplished. Therefore, here's the reward. Yeah. And there are rewards promised to us. And there are things that even in his word, you know, whatever we lose in this life for Christ, he will restore tenfold. But it's not transactional. Mm. I think it's hard when we even see numbers attached to things or we see promises like, oh, so that's how it works. Okay, that's now, how I get the thing I want. Now I've got the calculator. I've got the holy calculator. <laughs> Let me figure this out. I One time I lost 10 friends. So I'm gonna have 100 of them. No, that, that's not what God is saying. He's just displaying and giving example of the magnitude of his power to restore. Yeah. Uh, but again, it comes from relationship, not from a transaction. Yeah. And I think for, for me, especially God actually put this on just yesterday. I think I was doing Bible study and um, I was reading through the Exodus story. And um, there's uh, the part where uh, Pharaoh's coming and uh, Israel's camped right there by the um, Red Sea. And they're freaking out and they're like, ah, we should have, you know, just died in Egypt. And they're cursing out Moses and like throwing tomatoes at him and stuff. I don't know, just my <laughs> holy imagination. I'm guessing that's what they I They have mean. tomatoes in Egypt? I don't know. They I might. Know. They could have. Um, and so in that moment, like Moses says, like, be still. Um, you don't have to do anything, but watch the Lord deliver you today. Like he's going Come to on. fight for you. Yeah. All you have to do is be still. Yeah. Um, watch his deliverance today. And I remember as I was reading that. Um, I was journaling, and uh, which I never do. It's weird. I was journaling yesterday. And as I'm writing, God gave me a phrase, and, and it just struck me. I had to stop writing and read it again, was um, you have to, when you're in that season of waiting and you're asking the Lord for something, you have to return to a place of trust that you may have never experienced or haven't experienced in years. You have to return to a place mm. that is um, before you were disappointed into cynicism. I remember writing that for myself mm, and good. being like, wow, Lord. Um, before that time, when people let you down, when, um, promises weren't kept, when, you know, whatever your earthly examples of, of God, whether that be parents, grandparents, whoever that was in your life, um, before that disappointment, when you would just show up willingly and, and not knowing how things would work, right. Just expecting food to be on the plate, even though you didn't go shopping, mm-hmm. you didn't do any of the meal prep, you didn't cut anything, cook anything, you, but you show up like, Hey, food time, like let's eat time <laughs> to eat. Um, we have to return to that when we're waiting of like, okay, Lord, I'm going to show up. Um, not because I'm entitled, not because I'm like, all right, God, you said you'd feed me. Um, in a sense of like, I deserve it, but in a sense of Lord, you said you'd feed me. Yeah. So I'm coming to you because you're the one that said it and I'm going to rest in that. And I'm going to allow you to do what you do. And I think the hardest part for me in that is accepting that, that sometimes the answer is no. Yeah. And accepting that I trust God, even when he doesn't give me the thing that I want. Yeah. Like if I'm waiting and I'm waiting like, Mm -hmm. all right, God. And we've been taught in so many different um, avenues that, you know, like you pray, you ask specifically and God's going to give you that thing. And if it doesn't happen, you either you didn't have enough faith or you weren't asking with the right motives or, but sometimes you don't want the right thing. Come on. Sometimes the thing that you're saying you want, you don't know all the, the ramifications of getting that thing. Yeah. Right. Like I remember praying for a job one time and I was so in my mind, I was like, oh, this works. Everything works. And I was praying for this job. And when I got the no, I was like, what? How could they? 
first off, how do you say no to me? Like, who do you think you are? No. I do it all the time. It's not that hard. <laughs> but you're married to me. It's different, right? I'm not submitting my resume to you every day. Um, but I remember having that thought, but then God humbled me in that moment and said, you don't know what I'm keeping you from. Come on. Like, you don't know what I'm saving you from. Yeah. And, and watching that job develop, I remember, because I'm in relationship with the person that has that job, watching that job develop, being like, whew, God, thank you. I'm so grateful. It couldn't be me. So grateful couldn't you, be you me. kept me from that because yeah. I I don't know how I would, I wouldn't manage. I would have quit already. Mm. And so like, for me, it's stepping into that place of trust of like, okay, God, even if, yep. even if you say no, like yeah. I, I have to show my level of trust in my waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, like, I love what you said about like, thank you. What he, <laughs> just love everything <laughs> you said. Uh, but honestly, the, that's a great revelation that he gave you that before you were disappointed into cynicism. Um, and, and I think there's a flip side to that. Like um, you have to wait on the Lord. Cause we can, we can have a, um, a sanctified view of waiting and, and yeah. trusting. And, um, but we can be um, overly privileged into expectation that is not godly. Okay. I think you can, you can be disappointed into cynicism, mm-hmm. which is not good, but you can also be overly privileged by human beings who put you in a position of believing that you can have everything and everything is at your feet and everything, yeah. da, 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 whatever you say, your mouth mm-hmm. is a prayer book. And let's just like <laughs> you can. And I think there's some things with parenting we've had to even scale back on mm-hmm. um, because I, I saw I saw a thing start to switch in our in our children's perspective on who they were relying on. Mm-hmm. Was it themselves to concoct the vision and to say, oh, okay, well, this is what I want then. I'm going to like almost like a, like a magical incantation. Mm-hmm. Or were, they, were we teaching them to rest in and rely on the Lord to give them the vision That's first good. and foremost? Because um, he will give you the desires of your heart. And I firmly believe that truth from scripture. That doesn't just mean he's going to give you whatever you want that you think of in your heart because the mm-hmm. heart is deceitful and wicked above all things. Man. And so if you're like, so okay, good. well, my heart is telling me that I want this. Your heart may be telling you that you want someone's spouse that is not your spouse. Come on. Come on. And whether or not they're currently married, like you may be, Oh, I really want to marry this person, but that's what your heart says. But what God says is like, actually boo, you need to spend a few more seasons single. Like with I'm, with I'm me. sorry, but with I me. just need you to know that I need to be the one you go to. Not that your heart has deceived you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to, to know, to have a balance of that. Yeah. Cynicism. Certainly we don't want to operate in that, but, um, being wise as serpents yet gentle as doves yeah. and approaching each situation. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not thinking the worst is going to happen, but I, I understand that I may not get what I want. Mm-hmm. And even if I love the phrase, even if, even yeah. if I don't get what I want in this situation, the full spectrum of my imagination of how this should work out. I know that Romans eight twenty eight says that God causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So now I'm in my mind, I'm purposed towards, okay, who am I? Yeah. Do I love him? And am I called according to his purpose? Because if that's true, if who I am in Christ is true, then Everything that's happening is for my good. Yeah. So then we're, we're not focused on the outcome. We're not focused on manipulating a situation to get what we want. We're focused on resting in our identity in Christ. Mm. And so I, th- I love what yeah. you said because there's a flip side to it. Yeah. Certainly like the skepticism, yes. But also the, the privileged like, oh, yeah, I can, you know. And I, I think in Christianity, it's, it's a really, in Western Christianity, it's really hard to find that balance. I've yeah. found myself like, on like either side of the spectrum and, and finding it harder to come to that middle ground. Well, and that's, 
that's the importance of staying in your word though. Like the importance of being in scripture and being in prayer um, is not just, I need to, to read my word to fulfill some sort of obligation, but, but truthfully the word, the word conflicts against everything we've been taught um, in this world. It confronts our, our immaturity. It confronts our lack of imagination. It confronts our hopelessness as well as our self aggrandizement. Like the word keeps us centered. Um, and as long as we're staying in the word, like I love when Jesus says anything you ask in my name, right? Yeah. And how that's been misused a lot. But um, an understanding of that, a, a common understanding of that is um, not just asking something and then tagging the, the magical incantation in Jesus' name at the end of it, <laughs> but seeking to pray truly in the spirit of Christ, truly mm. with the heart of God, truly connecting so much to Jesus that what you're praying is the same thing he's praying. Yeah. You're praying the things that he cares about. You're praying. But that doesn't happen just out of your holy imagination that happens with spending time with God. And I think, um, for me, whenever I find myself trying to discern like, Oh, am I, am I, um, name it and claim it? Am I just wanting something that's not good for me? Or am I not trusting God enough? Like whenever I find myself in that weird place, I have to come back to, am I spending enough time with God? Yeah. Do I know him enough? Do I know his heart in this situation? Because I think waiting on God, um, waiting on the Lord to move, is not a, I'm waiting on God to give me what I want, but it's like, Lord, I want to stay in step with you. And if this is the direction you're moving, I want to move with you. But if you're not moving, God, I don't want to go. Yeah. And like that image of Exodus, that image of um, Moses telling God, like, if you don't go into the land, we're not going. Yeah. Like, we'll stay in the desert if that's where you want us. But or Ruth and Naomi. Like, that's right. Where, where you, you go, go, I will go. Exactly. And yeah. I, it's, it's so important for us to, to know that what God brings into your life um, what God allows, uh, I, I, it's not the phrase of God will never put something in your life. You can't handle because it's, it's actually the opposite. God will you not can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> God won't put you in a position, um, where you can do it on your own because mm. then why would you need him? Like God's not going to bring you into a place where he's like, Oh yeah, you got this. You don't need me. Just check back in, you know, in a few weeks and let me know how things are going. You know, I'll shoot you a memo, let you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, like God doesn't do that. Shoot God. a few prayers up my way. I'll bring <laughs> blessings down. You know, you know, how it goes when praises go up blessing. Um, but he brings you into seasons where you're at the edge of your ability and beyond that, not so that you can feel overwhelmed, but so that you can seek him in all things so that you can rely on him. So even in waiting, Ultimately, you have to know, like, I'm not waiting because God's waiting on me to do something. I mean, there are times I'm not saying all situations are the same, but more often than not, what we see in scripture is God brings people to a season of waiting so that they can lean on him. Yeah. He's not like, all right, you've done everything you can do. So I'm going to make you wait so that you can see there's one more thing you can do. Um, <laughs> but he, it's not like figure it out and I'll let you have this thing. It's more mm -hmm. like okay, you realize there's nothing you can do to control your situation. You're in prison. You're in slavery. You're in bondage. You know what I mean? You're, you're on a ship. You're, there's nothing you can do to fix this. Now you just have to wait yeah. and you have to trust. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a scary place to be, but it's necessary for growth. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of the, the greatest stories that we know, if you think of like some of the um, people in the Old Testament or the New Testament that you maybe look up to as heroes of the faith, um, yeah. They had to wait like they a big part of their testimony was hearing what the Lord said. And then maybe not seeing evidence right away for years for and, most of them. and then having to trust. I mean, Abraham or Abram and Sarai, like mm -hmm. that's a huge one. 
um, a huge part of even this this Advent story because um, Abram and and Sarai became um, like generations ago great grandfather and grandmother to the lineage of Christ and so yeah. you see this like the start of something so small that they didn't get the answer they didn't get the result they thought they were going to get right away even with Noah mm-hmm. you see like okay this is going to happen okay like I, I believe you I'm, I'm going to act in faith and that's another thing with waiting that I find myself struggling with is being paralyzed in waiting mm. And one thing I, I love in lamentation, passive waiting. Yes. Um, I love in lamentations. Um, chapter three talks about the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. What's crazy is while we're waiting mm-hmm. for something and in our mind, time has stopped until we get what we want. <laughs> the sun still rises yeah. and sets and mercy comes every single time that sun rises. So and good. I learned this thing from, um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, I was listening to her podcast and reading her book, and um, she talks about how actually there's scientific proof to this, that every morning we're, we're, we have this renewed sense of, like there's, there's renewed uh, brain cells that are available for us mm. to use. And they can go one way or the other. They can go towards rebuilding parts of the brain that have been damaged. They can go towards feeding into that damage. It's all a matter of perspective and mm-hmm. what you put into your mind, um, which is one of the reasons why um, the word is really important to get into us as soon as possible. But um, it says that these mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Mm -hmm. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man or woman that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence while it is laid on him. Like all of this, this waiting Mm -hmm. um, while we're sitting here like, everything's standing still for me. The world is still moving and God is still doing something. And the question is not, you know, are you going to just sit and wallow and, and, and kind of look to the stars or are you going to wait with anticipation? Are you going to still act in faith? Noah built the ark when there was still no rain. Yeah. And honestly, looking at lamentations, looking at Jeremiah, Hmm. um, someone who's the weaving, someone who spent his whole life without converting what, like two people, I think is what scholars say. And he, um, like people were watching him wait to see if he actually believed what he said he believed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of times you go through seasons of disappointment and seasons of waiting and you're thinking, like you said, the world is stopped and you're sitting there waiting like, all right, God, as soon as this shows, like, Oh, I'm a stun on them. As soon as they see how good you are, God, um, <laughs> but people aren't watching to see if you're going to get what you want. They're, they're watching to see if you really believe what you believe. Come on. And so when you're in those seasons of waiting, even though you think because of our limited perspective, it's easy to get caught up in, I want what I want. God's not giving me my thing. The world's stopped. Um, you know, it's a terrible, no good day. I might as well eat dirt. Um, people are like looking at you and going like, okay, I see the situation they're in, but how are they behaving? Are they mm-hmm. living as though they believe this? Or are they throwing in the towel and being like, well, until God gives me the thing, um, because Jeremiah, he continued to preach repentance. He continued to preach and ask the people of God to, to turn away from idolatry. And even when he was thrown into a pit, he's just like, listen, I can't say anything but what God has said. Yeah. And I'm going to continue living it out. And he showed a conviction in his beliefs, in his waiting. Um, it's easy to say you believe what you believe when you have everything you want. Come on. The difficulty comes. Difficulty comes. The difficulty comes. When there are times of lack, when there are yeah. times when um, you're not getting what you want and things, you're not in that prosperous life that you feel like you should have. Yeah. Um, people are looking like, okay, you say you believe in this. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you truly believe it? Because if you do, then 
then there's going to be some evidence. And mm-hmm. so that active waiting, the continuing to minister, continuing to love people, continuing to serve, and not allowing cynicism or disappointment to discourage us away from trusting in God's mercies, which are new every day. Yeah, and, and not, not only do you believe it, but is your belief anything different from the other stuff? Come on. You guys know the other stuff. Like Come on. The isms of the age. Like, is your belief any different from astrology? Like, is what you believe? Like, I mean, I feel like I could just say the same thing that I say, but put God in it. And I feel like it's the same thing. Like, it doesn't really right. matter. It's just a matter of words. And so when people are watching, they do want to know, like, is your, does your belief go beyond your brain? Yeah. Does your belief go beyond the words on this page? Like, yes, the word is active and living and, and sharper than any two-edged sword. But what does that really mean? And how mm-hmm. do you demonstrate that in your life? And how do you, how do you, how, how does God prove himself through you? Come on, that's good. Um, and so, yeah. and yeah, and one of the scriptures I wanted to say just two things before we like wrap up. Okay. Um, one of my favorite scriptures, and there's a song even that like goes along with this that, that I love, um, for like personal worship and just building up your testimony. But, um, it comes from Isaiah 40 and it says, um, let's see, let me go. Uh, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And Isaiah, this is crazy. Isaiah never saw Jesus born. Come on. Like Isaiah is the book where we read so many. I mean, the Messiah has Verses from Isaiah Handles about Messiah. Jesus, Handel's Messiah, has verses from Isaiah in the lyrics of the song. Isaiah never actually saw the baby. He yeah. never saw the coming king. Yet he waited. Mm-hmm. Yet he spoke truth. Yet he lived and, and demonstrated a faith that was like, I know he is real. I know he is coming. And it doesn't matter what comes at us, God's people. We know the truth. We live in so the identity of being rooted in the truth of God. So that, that is just something that's so important. Like these people, these words we, we read that encourage us to wait. These people didn't even see what they were waiting for on this side. Mm. Man, that's good. I think, I think that's a good place. I think we're at a good place to land. So, um, before we, we wrap up, just uh, a reminder, please share this with somebody, let somebody know about the Nick Smith podcast. We would love to encourage someone else today. Um, the way hopefully you've been encouraged or challenged or, Maybe you're mad and you want someone else to be mad at us too. Share it anyway. <laughs> Don't care. Do it. Let somebody Don't know. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be um, mad. So I guess just closing, closing up, just know that waiting is exercising trust. Yes. Um, exercise is difficult. Any exercise. Um, it should be if it's, if it's growing you, um, but it's beneficial. And I love that Paul says, you know, physical exercises of some benefit. Some. But like exercising your faith, growing in the Lord, like that is of ultimate benefit. And so uh, waiting is one of those things that it's, it's not fun and know you're in good company. Yeah. Yeah. And if you feel weak in that, like waiting is the greatest way to renew your strength in the Lord and to know that, yeah, that's that, good. that that time is doing something in you. It really is. Um, well, this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We yep. hope this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. 
We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.